Hey, fellow Muppet fans, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And we're extremely excited to have our very special guest back from last week. Very special guest, who are you? I am Noah McNeil, who's been hanging around for the past seven days to talk about the next two minutes of this movie. I can't believe it. You've just been, you've just been hanging I've just around, been here, just drinking just coffee. Back. Yeah. It gets but, dark, but thank you for turning on the lights. So. Oh, of course. This is the <laughs> least we you. could do. Of course. Uh, we're thrilled to have you back, and you are back to talk about minutes 21 and 22 of <laughs> The Muppet Christmas Carol, in which One More Sleep finally concludes for real. And yes. Scrooge goes home to see something scary at his house. Uh, this clip begins <laughs> with the rats uh, finishing uh, wishing a Merry Christmas to uh, Bob Cratchit. The the one rat was was saying Mister Cratchit. It was that that was that was where we were left hanging last time. The, the clip exactly. Here. Yeah. I gave a spoiler. It's just like, yes. no, save it for next week. Don't That's tell it. them. Right. <laughs> and then Kermit finally sings the, the last couple lines of the song. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas day. Yes. day. And then we get this lovely shot of Kermit standing on the street, looking up at the moon and the stars. A shooting yes. star flies by. Uh, Brian Henson has confirmed in various places that this is a nod to the shooting star in the desert scene in the Muppet movie. Mm. Um, but very nice the, yeah the funny thing here though is just as the shooting star goes by there's a rat i think yelling merry christmas so it <laughs> kind of seems like either the shooting star is yelling merry christmas or there's a rat flying <laughs> on the star or something the, the timing of it is just <laughs> kind of funny right, right. or else, like there should be a neighbor like in a window somewhere like, keep it down! <laughs> that would have been a funny way to, to undercut this, this beautiful, uh, exactly. sweet moment. Yeah. Stop singing. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, we should also point out that the recent vinyl release of the soundtrack, just this past Christmas, the sleeve art is Kevin Wilson's painting of this moment uh, in the movie. Ah, it's, yeah. It's Kermit looking up at the at the shooting star. Nice. Yeah, and that, that's a good choice too. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That those. I don't know how people. I don't know how anybody paints anything that looks like real life, <laughs> but to paint something like that that's just so evocative of something that's already so evocative. Uh, but also, this is one of the shots that I think of when I see casual Muppet fans saying that they don't like seeing the Muppets' legs. Like, really? Are you going to tell me you don't like seeing this shot of Kermit's whole body with his, his legs looking up at the night sky? Come on. Although, to be fair, like, one of my, whenever I uh, taught and trained puppeteers, like, for the co-productions of Sesame Street in other countries, um, and also for the master class that I co-teach with Peter Lance in Texas called Beyond the Sock, yeah. one of the examples I show, like, what you could do, like, with one puppet in frame, like a puppet by themselves is from the Muppet Show, and it's Kermit doing, like, happy feet. He's got his little tuxedo on, and he's just, like, tap dancing away. And I say to everybody, it's like, okay, what's the joke? (laughs) And it takes them a minute to, like, figure out what's the the joke. Like, look at it. What's the joke? And then somebody says, you never see his feet. It's like, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) It's like he's talking about feet. He's tap dancing, obviously, but you never see his feet. And because... 
for this particular bit. You don't have to. You just believe that Kermit is actually standing there and he's tap dancing. It's, it's like, you don't need to see his feet. <laughs> so. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely didn't get that joke as a kid seeing those old episodes of the Muppet show. I don't know when yeah. I first, I, it's probably somebody had to point out to me, like, you know, you never actually see Kermit's feet in that number. Right. Even though he's singing about happy feet, you never have the whole song feet. is about his feet, but right, and you never see. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, they even make a joke on it on the the Muppet like LP, like Statler and Waldorf say like on the on, like on the show it was ridiculous, but on the record it doesn't even make sense. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like ridiculous. So that but for this particular shot, it's like it's just like for that moment you see Kermit like head to toe. Like yeah. standing there, and he's got his like. Uh, it's like I can't remember. It's like I, I I can't remember who did the costumes for the for the movie offhand. I think Polly Smith, Smith is credited as the. Yeah, yeah. they're just gorgeous. They're beautiful. So yeah. that's another reason. Like, of course you want to see. Look at this. Look at this tailoring. Look at that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is not off the rack for a frog. This no, is well, tailor made. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Bob Cratchit can spare. He, he he spares enough of his salary to buy nice clothes. Exactly. Just like, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think Scrooge wants his staff to look good. You know, he oh, needs yes. to run a professional for, place. Yeah, right. Too. Exactly. So like, like he'll splurge for like a patch or two. And like, right. He's know, never going to buy him pizza or anything. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pizza, so, that, that popular Victorian <laughs> London dish. Pizza. Yes, yeah. pizza. Yeah, what would have been the, the pizza mm-hmm. toppings at this, this time period? Yes, all the twists uh, known to ask. Please, sir, may I have another slice? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, everything is nice. It's Christmas Eve and everyone is happy. But then there's this little instrumental uh, coda to the song. And we see poor little Bean Bunny huddled and shivering in this pile of newspapers outside. He has it even worse than Bob Cratchit. He's not singing. He's not skating. He's no. just out there alone on the street. Yeah, just just to remind you again, like like yeah, you see, it's not all happy on Christmas Eve. And yeah, not for everyone. That little yeah, that little thread of like you know, Scrooge being mean to him, and now this poor buddy is like alone. You know, yeah, yeah. It's very sad. I guess it's worth it just because Scrooge is you know, spoiler again, nicer to him at the end of the movie. But it is very sad yeah. in this moment. Yeah. Also, it's it's interesting where it's. It's like one of those rare times in the movie where Steve Whitmire has two of his characters in the same shot. Oh, that's true. Because Steve at that time was Kermit and he was being money and he's also Rizzo. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah so he's, it's, he's really all over this thing. Yeah. yeah I guess that is one <laughs> shot where it goes from Kermit kind of in the background and then goes to being in the foreground. Yeah. yeah. So somebody, most likely somebody is. Once Kermit turns and leaves, that's another puppeteer, and Steve is now doing Bean right. shivering in, in, in the cold, hmm. making a little whimpering sound. So, yeah. Oh, poor little guy. <laughs> um, the next thing we see is a very dark, very empty street, and the camera moves down as a horse-drawn carriage enters the shot, and this is being driven by Gonzo. You know, you hear so much about Muppets driving cars in the Muppet movie, but you never hear anything about how Gonzo <laughs> can drive a horse-drawn carriage. And a real horse. This isn't a Muppet It's a real horse. horse, yes. This is a real horse. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, was kind of like, wait a minute. It's like, 
Because you've 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 established all these other like <laughs> Muppet entities, yeah, right. Well, and, and these and Muppet animals, and, and suddenly that like, it's a real horse yeah, coming through, which true. is a great image. Right. But then later, but then later on, there's another song and another shot, and you have like two horses, Muppet horses singing. You're just <laughs> like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> there are <laughs> what also about the Muppet real horse that came through. And just, yeah, so. Huh. Right. But for effect, it was like, oh, my gosh, it's a real horse. Oh, my gosh, Gonzo's driving a real horse. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the top of a carriage. It's great. So, yes, it's a great shot. Yeah, it looks good. It is. Again, just well, let logic go. Right. And and one thing that I really love about it is it the camera just kind of looks at the, the alley before Gonzo starts talking for about six seconds, mm-hmm. which isn't really that long. But, like, I don't know. There's just something about the way this movie uses pauses. In a way that the previous three didn't and couldn't because yeah. it, it wouldn't have fit the tone, you know. But right. like, it, it really takes the time to establish that like this is cold and lonely and and empty, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's changing the mood after that song. That yeah, it's kind of right. setting us up for the the scary stuff that's about to happen. Yeah, became getting back to the dramatic bit because it's all about Scrooge's redemption. So before that, yeah, just the way you establish with that song, like how. Bob Cratchit, who's dirt poor, can still find joy in the moment. Scrooge, who's richer than anybody, has no joy whatsoever. And so just to see like that, that dark street, the loneliness, just hearing Gonzo's voice and the clip-clop of the, the horse-drawn carriage. By the way, also, chances are like Dave and Steve are, you know, inside the carriage, just with their arms up. Right. So that looks like... <laughs> You know, traditionally, how you would drive a, a horse or a carriage with the driver up on top. So yes. <laughs> so I guess the actual person guiding the horse is down below, or yeah, yeah, yeah. down below, or even just like because the, the horse, side. like the horse is like like here. You only see like pretty much the top of his back. So the At person, the of like, the frame. even even like even off camera, but right. like with the lead and just like pulling him through. Yeah. So that you never see the person in front or below. They're just like on the side. Yeah. They can but the, do way that. the camera's angled, you never see them. So. Yeah. Huh. Just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love all this stuff. Um, so, yeah. And we alluded to this um, last week, but Gonzo mentions that Scrooge's chambers were form- formerly owned by Jacob and Robert Marley. And I had yes. never thought of this detail before. I never really even noticed it, but. I wonder if it's meant to be significant that all this this haunting that happens to Scrooge takes place in this house that his dead partners used to live in. Like, would it have right. happened if he had been renting a place somewhere else or if he had been staying at the Holiday Inn? Like, maybe he never would have gotten <laughs> haunted in the first place. I don't know. Exactly. It's like, because of his greed and, like, yeah, house, it's like, oh, yeah, he's not using it anymore. I guess, so, yeah. I'll just take it. So there, there is the connection yeah. to uh, also reestablishing the, the connection that Scrooge had to his former partners. Also, of course, like you know, the great Muppet joke that uh, it's like you know Jacob Marley, but of course it's like Robert Marley, which of course the nickname would be Bob for Bob. Yeah, right? I, 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 <laughs> so it was like I yeah. that was intentional. It's so silly, yeah. exactly. It's like because it's yeah, it's, it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. So yes, of yeah. course we're going to have that little reference, like Jacob and Robert Marley. Right, right. What what yeah. other name can we give to this made up Marley brother that is also yeah exactly a joke? Like, yeah yeah if you yeah because you really couldn't have 
just Stadler or just Waldorf. No, like no, they no, no. are a pair. So you right. have yeah. to like have them together. So how can we do this? Okay. Jacob and Robert Marley. There we go. Yeah. Right. And and Robert fits better in Victorian England than Ziggy would have. Exactly. <laughs> yes, so that's that's true. Well, we'll have to wait until the next movie for Ziggy Marley. For Ziggy Marley, right. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna do the end credit song in exactly. Treasure Island. Um, Rizzo offers Gonzo some bread, which Gonzo declines. It's not really a joke, but it's kind of a, well, a cute moment. I think this is a good time to talk about the fact that Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven steals Rizzo's bit from this movie. Really? Because Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven is eating in every single scene. Oh, yeah. Does I don't he know offer why. George Clooney it's, some bread at some point. He <laughs> offers George Clooney some nachos at at one point. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he's just always eating. And it's a straight ripoff from Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. Wow. Okay, well, that <laughs> yep. is definitely going in the description of this episode. Uh, there you go. Brad Pitt <laughs> steals Rizzo's stick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt rips off the Muppets. Yeah. How? Stay tuned. <laughs> so, um, there you go. Gonzo asks us to remember that the Marleys are dead and decaying in their graves. And then Rizzo is like, yuck, which is, you know, our sentiment as well. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Gonzo then is whispering and says, "The thing, uh, that thing you must remember, or nothing that follows will seem wondrous." Uh, Rizzo asks him why he's whispering, and he says, "It's for dramatic emphasis." And yeah. Rizzo goes, "Oh," which is a very <laughs> funny delivery, and also sounds like Wembley Fraggle, which is fun. <laughs> also, this, like, I, I think this is a good time to talk about the difference between that moment in the book. Sure. Because a surprising amount of Gonzo's speech is is Jerry Jewell original here. Really? I, yes. I am just continuously so, surprised by this. Right, right. Jerry, <laughs> one, thing we've, one thing we've discovered during doing this podcast, doing a close reading of the book, is that Jerry Jewell is very good at writing things that sound like Dickens, and they blend in with the actual Dickens. Yeah. So, so here, um, what Gonzo says is, now once again... I must ask you to remember that the Marleys were dead and decaying in their graves. That one thing you must remember or nothing that follows will seem wondrous. And what Dickens says is there is no doubt that Marley was dead. This must be distinctly understood or nothing wonderful can come of the story I am going to relate. So huh. there's no dead and decaying in his grave. Wow. And it's I, not the word wondrous. It's wonderful. So th- those are both, are both jewel. Yeah, I would have got money that nothing that follows will seem wondrous was taken straight from the book, but wow. Right, but no. So it sounds better. It kind of does. Right, right. Yeah, and Jerry Jewell improving on Charles Dickens. Exactly. Right, like this, doing this season of the podcast has given me even more admiration for Jerry Jewell, which I don't, I wouldn't have thought possible. Right. Because he's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scrooge approaches his front door and his door knocker starts morphing. It turns into the face of Jacob Marley, played by one of our favorite cranky old man Muppets, who we have mentioned, Statler. Um, he just kind of does this unearthly howl and uh, Scrooge recoils and the horse on Gonzo and Rizzo's carriage uh, uh, starts and throws them off. Um reminiscent of young Frankenstein when people say Frau Blucher and the horses do that. <laughs> yeah, <that's what> <laughs> <I thought. laughs> exactly. So did, did, by, by, do, you, do you know what her name means in German? I don't think I do. It's like, it's something like glue or something. Yeah. Right? It's glue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's why the horses recoil in fear. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> that funny. Was, that's so funny. Huh. So, so 
Yeah, so we already know that Scrooge had two partners, Jacob and Robert Marley, but it's interesting that they still only show one face here, which, of course, that's what it is in the book. It's just the one guy whose ghostly face shows up on the door. But I wonder if there was ever any discussion of, like, should there be two door knockers? Should one of them be Statler and one of them be Waldorf? (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't think it would work as well because... You need that close-up of his face. Yeah. Like, if it's if it's two of them, it would have to be a wider shot. Right. And I don't think it would be as effective. Yeah. yeah. You're probably Just, right. like, the one. And it, and right. traditionally, it's always Jacob's face that he sees, so... Right. Well, and, and they even have a point, make a point to have Scrooge say Jacob Marley. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. I, I believe is the only time in the movie that we establish that Statler is Jacob and, and Waldorf is Robert. Right. They don't address each other by first name. They don't. Or anything. I don't know if they explicitly introduce themselves, but doesn't. Don't they say, like, we're your old partners and then stuff? Yeah, oh, I guess so. Yeah. Jacob and, and Robert. And Robert, Robert Marley. Marley. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's implied, right. right. although it's, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then that's the joke of, like, when when Waller says, like, no, Robert Marley. Yeah. Well, and, and also, I, I've always really liked. Since this is the first time we hear Statler, I've always really liked that Jerry Nelson, at age 58, plays Jacob Marley, Tiny Tim, <laughs> and the Ghost of Christmas Present, all in the same adaptation yeah. of the Christmas Carol. And it doesn't feel like a joke. Like, he's just he's just amazing in all three of those roles. Oh, yeah. You know? Jerry had, like, the best voice characterizations of, like, yeah. all Muppet performers. It was great. He told me one time... I told them that uh, I saw this episode of Fraggle Rock and how Marjorie, the trash heap who he voiced with this sort of Slavic accent, she gets moved. And so she she can't like, she has to pull herself together and kind of like refine herself. So she sings this song and in the song, she goes through like about a dozen accents until she finally like gets back to how she sounds. And he said, the reason why that song existed because they got a letter from a grandmother who said that when her grandson saw uh, the episode of, of Fraggle Rock and saw the trash heap, he says, oh, it sounds like you, Nana, because <laughs> the grandmother was from, like, you know, Yugoslavia. Wow. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. And so, and so in order to not so much maybe apologize, but also just make the playing field even, like, we're just going to make, Everybody, like, was <laughs> kind of like pissed off. Oh, do, like, do here are all the accent. accents we're going to do. <laughs> so we weren't deliberately favoring somebody for ridicule. Here's everybody. Uh-huh. So that's uh-huh. it. <laughs> wow. Which is great. Wow, so, awesome. And thank Jerry you, could go through all the accents he knew, and it was awesome. It was like, it's a great song for Marjorie until she finally gets back to her herself yeah, so I'm gonna... really good but jerry was awesome he was amazing mm-hmm. oh yeah i'll have to go back and i don't remember remember that song specifically i know that episode where she's speaking in sort of like a low growly kind of yeah like it's it's called the trash heap doesn't live here anymore if okay. anyone wants to look it up yeah i don't yeah. i don't specifically remember that song but i got it right it was like it. yeah she just like goes through and like gets her voice back like that's fine yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm, this seems like the kind of thing that I'm surprised that I've never seen either like Etsy merchandise or just a fan made thing of somebody making a Statler door knocker for their door and at least putting it sure, up at yeah, Christmas. Yeah. I know. 
Yeah, I don't know. If somebody, if someone out there is artsy enough to do that, uh, get on. Hey, come on, send us pictures. Yeah, exactly. Disney's not doing it. Come on. Oh yeah, no, Disney's not going to do that. <laughs> no, it's like, come on, make a Statler door knocker. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and especially it's the it's the thirtieth anniversary of the movie. Like, yes. They could, oh. They really should put out stuff this year. Yeah. Well, maybe they will as we get closer to Christmas. We'll see. I think. Yeah. Put out the door knocker, and then when you knock it, it makes the howling noise. Ooh, yeah, right? yeah, the unearthly. Ooh. That's it. Oh man, that'd be great. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> Scrooge inspects the door knocker, which now seems normal. Scrooge says "humbug." I believe this is the third time that he has uttered the word "humbug" in the movie so far. So, are we doing a so drinking is, game now? Like, yeah, how many times did you say "humbug" and you take a shot? Right. Take a shot of Nog every time that Scrooge <laughs> says "humbug." Right. And this is actually a really funny. Uh, j- the book is funnier because he doesn't say humbug here in the book. He's the, the exact quote is he said, poo, poo huh. and closed it with a bang. Wow. Yeah. That you would, really can't make yeah. that too dramatic. No, no. That, would, <laughs> that would get a laugh. If you had Michael Caine saying poo, poo. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Gonzo, having been thrown off by the horse, is on the ground now, out cold. Rizzo is shaking him. He's saying, Gonzo, speak to me. I mean, uh, Mr. Dickens, Charlie, are you hurt? And Gonzo pops right up and continues his narration. All we hear him Which say is really funny. before this clip cuts off is to say that. And then the clip. Ends. Right. But this is a very funny bit. Yeah, the, the timing on this is just perfect where Rizzo is so distraught. And then Gonzo just pops up and keeps talking like nothing happened. Right. And Rizzo comments on the fact that, like, you know, never lost his, like, concentration. <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to yeah. he's gonna say, I guess he's not hurt or something like that. Yeah. 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 So that's all I have for these two minutes. Um, yeah. Any other yeah. thoughts on this clip, uh, Noel? Gonzo's outfit is awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah. His outfit is so cute. It's so amazing. It's really good. <laughs> it's he's, great. Gonzo's wearing a scarf, right? He's wearing like a little scarf, but his jacket, like yeah. the top hat that he has. And it's like the, oh, actually, I don't coat. think we've mentioned this yet. Have you seen the pictures of Timothy Chalamet from the set of the new Willy Wonka movie? Um, no. As soon yeah. as I saw those pictures, I the the first thing I thought was he looks like Gonzo in the Muppet Christmas. <laughs> right, he's he's dressed exactly like Gonzo. He yeah. has that purple coat, the same shape of hat. Right. So the art director is a Muppet fan. Yeah, he must. Yeah, they must be. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Apparently, we'll yeah. look for a picture and put it in the show notes. Right. Yeah. Well, we I know we tweeted it out from the Tough Pigs account, like the side by side. Okay. Okay. Good. At the time, so we can we'll link the link to that. Yeah. We'll track that down. Um, so yeah, Anthony, any other thoughts or any other book notes from the curiosity shop? <laughs> oh, I, got, I, I got all my old curiosity shop notes uh, taken care of already. Okay. Then we can, uh, say poo poo and close the door on another episode. <laughs> um, so make sure everyone, there, there you go. Well done. Everyone, please make sure you check out toughbigs.com on the internet, all the social media places, etc. Thanks to Morgan Davy for our logo. If you want to support us on Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash toughpigs. We would really appreciate that. You can email us at movingrightalong at toughpigs.com. You can find me. But they on- should support you. They should also follow you. So yes, follow, follow us. You? Follow yeah. us, support us, uh, praise us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Buy us pizza. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. I'm on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat. Anthony is on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. 
Noel, once again, remind people where they can find you and or your work on the internet, or if there's anything you want to plug. Oh, yeah. I'm on I'm on um, Instagram at Noel McNeil. I'm on Twitter at N McNeil. I'm on uh, the TikTok with uh, a puppet version of a much larger character that I played on Disney Channel once upon a time, <laughs> Bear who owned a big blue house. <laughs> and we're also available for personal greetings on Cameo. So if you'd like to have a certain brew and wish you a happy birthday or congratulations, or just say that you're doing great, you can find us on Cameo. And then on YouTube and uh, Instagram, I have uh, The Show Me Show, which is a show I'm developing for autistic and special needs kids. So you can like and subscribe to us on YouTube, The Show Me Show. Yes, everyone should like and subscribe and go find all those things. That I'm, I'm going to have to look you up on TikTok. I, I have a TikTok account. I really only have it because uh, my wife, Stacy, likes to send me TikToks. That she finds amusing, <laughs> but so I'm not really following anyone. But I'll, I'll yeah. definitely have to follow. The TikTok happened. And I say the TikTok because you know I'm old. The TikTok happened right. because in uh, in uh, you know 2020, you know I was staying home a lot. I don't know about you guys, but uh, yeah, in 2020, I, was. I was like kind of like staying home a lot, <laughs> and so um, I had this uh, puppet of bear. So it's a puppet of a puppet, which is very meta. It's, it's a smaller version of It's a small bear. version. As if yeah. Bear got stuck in the dryer. It's like a smaller <laughs> version. It was built by uh, James Voitall Jr. Oh, sure. He was an incredible right. builder. You should have him on this <laughs> at some I point. He, 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 um, he, I, I, in, I interviewed him for an article I did called The Oral History of Mo Frackle, which is a puppet <laughs> he built. Ah, there you go. So and, then you got to get him on, what, on this one. Because right. he would yeah, love and, it. And, and James, and you know, loves Christmas too. And this is one of his favorite movies. I know this for a fact. So then he made me this puppet because um, puppeteers uh, Paul McGinnis and uh, Haley Jenkins were getting married a few years earlier. And mm-hmm. so at the reception, Paul wanted to surprise Haley by having me and Tyler Bunch and Peter Linz uh, sing the song Love is Incredible from Bear in the Big Blue House. And I uh-huh. thought, okay, that'd be nice, but it's kind of weird having three grown men just standing here doing these <laughs> weird voices. And so I made, I made hand puppet versions of Pip and Pop for Peter and Tyler. And I was going to make this puppet of bear and I got the material and all that. And I kept calling, I kept texting James saying, okay, what do I do? Like what (laughs) pattern should I use? How should I do this? Because James was one of the people who originally made bear's head Mm. for the TV show. And so it got to the point after like the fifth text, he was like, no, just send me the stuff. I'll do it. (laughs) And so I, I sent it off to him. And then the day of the wedding, he knocked on my hotel door and opened the door, and I opened this laundry bag and then pulled it out, and it's just gorgeous. It's wow. absolutely, even down to, like, the little speckled, like, cast nose that Bear has. So, during 2020, my son, who is uh, 17, going on 42 now, <laughs> in 2020, he said, Dad, you should go on TikTok. And I was like, what's a TikTok? Right. And after a very patronizing, you know, 15-year-old explanation of what TikTok is, uh, he said, you should use your bear. I was like, why? Said, millennials. Millennials love bear. Ah. <laughs> and we go crazy. And it was just like, so I thought, okay, well, again, I was home. There was nothing else to do back then. So I was like, okay. So I did this little video saying, like, we're going to be on TikTok. And I was gobsmacked at, like, the views. It got, like, over, like, a million, like, hits. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And so then I did this uh, thing because that was back when they were – 
um, asking you to like make sure you wash your hands like oh, yes. 20, 20 right. seconds and sing a little song. So I thought, oh, so then Bear said like, you know, remember wash your hands for 20 seconds and sing a little song. And that's when you cut to me washing my hands and I'm singing the last part of the goodbye song, which will take like 20 seconds to do. Right. Then you cut back and then Bear says, and two, and this is most important. He's like, he's puts his nose in the camera, comes back and like, you are still smelling really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Right. and that got so many hits. I actually got interviewed on the BBC news mm. because mm. I was one of like celebrities trying to help kids like through the pandemic with like safety advice and health advice. And so me and bear got, interviewed on bbc <laughs> that's great yeah a certain uh, yeah with uh, people within a certain age range that grew up with the show i'm sure that it's just that's all they really want to hear is have bear tell them that they smell good yeah and then of course and then in june of 2020 so many kids were missing their graduation so bear went on and made a little mortarboard for him and a little graduation outfit and to the music of pomp and circumstance he like you know congratulates everybody uh-huh. Or you know, graduating, and uh, says like you know, as you set forth on the road of life, as you find your destiny, as you, you will hear your calling. Remember one thing: you will always smell really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and wow. again, so many people were just like the weeping emojis, mm. and um, and people, and so many people said like, bears started my childhood now he's helping me start my adulthood and it's wow. like thank you so much and just like all that stuff so and people keep asking me he's like when's it gonna be on playhouse you know um on disney plus and it's like oh. folks if it was up to me it would never be off but from what i know between now and eleven fifty nine p.m new year's eve it's gonna be on so oh. sometime before the end of oh. 2022 wow. Oh. It's going to be on. Wow. Is this a scoop or has, has this been? It's on? a scoop. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm tired of this. It's going to be on. It's a scoop, kids. Awesome. There you go. Can't Just wait. be patient. Can't wait. Bear in the middle of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Will, oh, yeah. My, my, my kids will watch it right. a lot, I hope. Right. And this October is the 25th anniversary. So all oh, the more reason they should right? put it on. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, actually, speaking of your TikToks, I got to tell you, there was one where you where bear sings he's singing along with the goodbye song from out of the box yes which is by peter lurie right it's the same yeah. it's very similar to the bear goodbye song yeah. but it's it's and my brother my younger brother who grew up with both of those shows a few years younger than me he was so excited he texted me <laughs> he's just like did you see this this is the greatest thing i've ever seen oh yeah it's just like it just blew people's minds like these like these two people from these two different shows were like singing like the song. Like, oh my gosh, it was like it was like a little multiverse of madness for people at that point. It was yeah, like right. Bear singing his song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is all fantastic. And I'm gonna go uh follow you on TikTok very soon. And Thank everyone you. else should as well. And everyone else should uh give us a positive review. If there's a place you can give us a positive review. And uh, tell everyone you know about this show, all your friends, all your family. The next time you meet a haunted door knocker, tell him about the show. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) 